Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I am Dina Castro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Welcome to the new season, 2024. Let's hope it's a good one, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys all had a low stress holiday and uh, Mercury retrograde. So today is is a double wrap up, I suppose we could call it. Uh, yeah. I decided that I just got so excited about Jupiter retrograde um, through Taurus the last couple of months, which stationed direct on December 30th, around the same time as Mercury retrograde station direct, which was January 1st. So both seem sort of significant to me. Um, and in some ways it was even tricky to know like who was doing what, I think, because Mercury at the last part of the retrograde was in Sagittarius. And, you know, so there was, it was all about like, Jupiterian ideas for sure. Is Jupiterian a word? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> to astrologers it is. So, um, you know, I guess just we could just like step right into it. Yeah. Um, and do you want to start with Jupiter first? Yeah, let's or... start with Jupiter because okay. we're we're always talking about Mercury. Let's give Jupiter some time. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your experience of that period there between the retrograde and the direct? So it's funny because I was reading, unfortunately, I can't remember whose, it was something off the internet. I was reading somebody's thoughts around uh, Jupiter in Taurus and like that it was inviting us to identify blocks and limiting beliefs that prevent us from manifesting or holding on to, you know, what we want or enjoying wealth. And so it was sort of an opportunity to work on self-worth and our ability to receive, um, receive pleasure, uh, receive what we want, you know? And I, I feel like I heard this quite often from people about, how they were wanting things, you know, I guess you could use the word manifestation if you want to. I I will just for an example, but you know, the things that you want, the big things you want to manifest in your life. And it's like, I feel like I'm just missing the mark or I'm not receiving, maybe I'm not noticing exactly what I'm receiving. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard this a lot and I experienced it quite a bit. Um, and I think that there was a certain amount of noticing, like for me, I decided that I would start noticing even the little things in my life that were showing up 
you know, that we're Mm -hmm. all adding up to the bigger piece of manifesting things that I wanted in my life. And so I would say like, I, I think for instance, this has been a difficult money time for me the last few months. Um, and I usually go into sort of this like fear based thing. And then I just take on a bunch of extra stuff that really has no meaning for me instead of putting in the hard work into the things that do. And so I just, I decided that I was just going to be like peaceful with where I was at in the moment. Um, basically during that Jupiter and retrograde, yeah. it really, really helped. And so I started writing out every day, like what I was actually receiving and I had enough. I mean, I had, it's, it wasn't like I was plentiful <laughs> in the financial uh, area, but I had enough, you know, mm-hmm. I'm having enough and it's giving me the ability to move forward in some of the projects that I want to do for myself. So yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting transit. Yeah. I think it's good to have awareness of these bigger retrograde cycles. And we've, we did a previous episode, which I'll put in the show notes on, um, the other planetary retrogrades, you know, kind of those bigger planetary stations, right? Mm-hmm. And we we talked about the station dates, like the actual date that it turns retrograde or direct being important and feeling the energy of that planet more strongly. But we didn't as much talk about what does it mean, you know, when that big planet is retrograde, because it is retrograde for a long period of time, Jupiter. Yeah. And and so are all the outer planets, you know, past Mars. Uh, so it sometimes can be hard to wrap my for me, you know, to wrap my head around like, oh, you know, what is this Jupiter retrograde been about? Because it's been like four months or whatever, you know, or three mm-hmm. months. Um, so but I, I do I resonate with all that you said. And what I'm thinking about for myself during that time is that there there was a similar theme about just trying to be okay with what I had and not striving at that point for more, 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 right? Yeah. To kind of settle into the enoughness, you mm-hmm. know, that that was all around me already. And it was a more fallow time in my business. Like it was a slower time. It was a time where I intentionally also was taking things slower, but, and I think it worked well for me during that period because I, I got to just see like, oh, I don't need to push, push, push at this like frenetic pace to get things done. It, you know, things come still, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can, that's very Taurus too, like to realize if you're more still and you take things slow and you go step by step, they work just as well, if not better often. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's the pushing. I feel like when I am pushing really hard Mm -hmm. to make something happen, that's when it usually doesn't. It's in the slowness. It's like taking a walk. You know, if you're out walking and you're sort of in that zone and just appreciating nature or whatever, that's when the ideas start to show up, you know? Right. I think there's something to be said about that for sure. 
Um, and it, yeah, and it's also about specifically Jupiter being in Taurus during that retrograde period that um, it that the planets, the outer planets during their transits through any sign are teaching us the lessons of that sign, mm-hmm. you know, through through the lens of that planet. So what is Jupiter and Taurus about overall? It was about welcoming in more abundance. It was about following the the flow of good luck and opportunity without you know striving or pushing yourself too hard because Taurus is a very relaxed and chill sign right yep so it was about learning that lesson and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's how the retrograde part of any outer planet transit can can manifest itself it's like okay no you really need to learn this so let's go deeper with it right Yep. And you can. I mean, that that's the opportunity of it anyway. We each get to decide how we're going to do it. You know, we can all push against it too. And I certainly have. <laughs> so with all the planets, you know, and that yeah. doesn't turn out well. Yep. Uh, but for example, you know, Jupiter, when it goes into Gemini, it's going to be a whole different set of lessons. Oh my God. Yes. Abundance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way different. <laughs> Uh, and that's going to be also all in Gemini, that entire retrograde coming up. Uh, that'll be in the fall of this year through the early part of 2025. So that's that's a whole different thing that we'll I talk about I feel like there's then. been a lot of Taurus energy over the last couple years. You know, like a mm-hmm. lot of things we're working on that have to – it seems like Venus was retrograde in Taurus or may, was that true like a while back? I think couple- what you're thinking about is, so Uranus has been in Taurus for several yeah. years for one yep. thing. And then though we had the nodes. Remember the nodes were oh, in Taurus right. and Scorpio. I think those two things together um, when that was happening were really bringing the Taurus energy in. Mm-hmm. And then right after kind of as the nodes left Taurus and Scorpio, then we had Jupiter coming into Taurus. To Taurus, Yeah. So, yeah, there has been a lot of focus in Taurus for sure. Yeah. Cuz it's a, it's that particular Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus, mm-hmm. they're in my 12th house. So, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of unconscious energy that's been sort of drug up that's interesting that it's getting exposed and it's really helping me push through some very old stuff, you know. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I also think that like the shadow piece about Jupiter and Taurus is like looking at the shadow side uh, of overindulgence and excess and lack of moderation, you know, and and the pleasure principle, you know, mm-hmm. and how we can get which you said before, you know, how we can get caught up in like we receive something and we push on for the next thing. We receive something and we don't give it credit and we push on to the next thing, you know? And right. I think that's that was the piece that I was really trying to work out over the last couple months by writing things down that I was receiving and to be grateful for them and yeah. to sort of slow down and quit skimming over the things that actually – made a difference in my life or mm-hmm. I could feel proud of or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I, yeah. So in retrospect, I can really see it 
and mm-hmm. which is why I think it's important to talk about these planets after the retrograde period, you know, especially I think Jupiter is is important, you know? It is. It is. It's um it's important for figuring out how to tap into abundance in our lives and what do we need to clear out of the way so that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to talk about abundance and then not have a slight cringe, which is another thing that mm-hmm. I'm working through, you know, like, yep. of course, we all deserve abundance in our lives and joy. And, you know, so in the tarot, which you're quite familiar with yourself, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, I think of the Venus card is, you know, is the Empress, right? So the mm-hmm. Venus card Empress if you think of her and how she sits there and she's got her cool robe on and she's like surrounded by all these ripened fruits and you know, everything's great. The harvest, Mm -hmm. the harvest. Right. And, and I think that that energy is, is something that is our birthright. It is something we all deserve to have. It's not a, the, the part that's cringe about abundance the word abundance is it's gotten tied up in things like the secret and manifestation stuff that is not, that isn't great mm-hmm. <laughs> quality. Um, that, and it is also very exclusionary in some ways to, you know, a privileged uh, crowd. Um, I would say like <laughs> there's, you know, but, but the abundance I'm talking about and you're talking about is, the part of being a human that we all deserve and have a right to access Mm -hmm. and not the, not the part that if I say the right words and do the right mantras and go to the right class and study with the right teacher, then I'm going to get everything I want. It's like, that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, this is more to do with tapping into just, we all deserve it. Just being human. And, and we all, may have things that we let get in the way of that too. Our feeling of worth. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like I've done a lot of work this last couple months on some teachings and some meditations that make me understand that idea of manifestation a little bit better, you know, and um, that helped me to understand to help me understand what my fears are and what my inner thoughts are around succeeding and things like that and Mm -hmm. making that change. Because I think the whole idea is you can push through things when you start to think differently, which can change your trajectory. You know, like I think all things are possible, um, but not just holding your breath and saying, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich 30 times in the mirror, right. you know, like, <laughs> I think, I think that, that definitely when that's not working out for you, that you can also get into this mindset of like, well, I'm just a loser, you know, and so it never is going to happen for me, you know, you, I, I don't know, this culture, it's, it's really fucky, so. Yeah. In some ways. <laughs> it's really fucky. <laughs> uh, well, also, it comes back to gratitude. 
I think. Yeah. And that's really what, what we were dancing around in talking about the retrograde period is what we were both doing is realizing how much we already had. Yes. And that's a crucial step, mm-hmm. you know, of toward any kind of abundance is just being grateful for what is and realizing that you're happy with what you have and you do have enough. Now, I'm not saying everybody is in that possession. Not yeah. everybody has enough, not nearly enough. And mm-hmm. But if you do, you better realize it. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. be aware of it. Yeah. Like in the letting go of some of the complaining parts of ourselves to mm-hmm. realize like, oh, wow, I, I have all my all my needs are met. And now it's I'm really just trying to um, get some other things I would like to have in my life. And that's okay. That's great. Yeah. And it's like, but my basic needs and my basic needs are met too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's good stuff on Jupiter, I think. Yeah. And I feel like the Mercury retrograde sort of tied into a bit of all of this too, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. where Mercury started retrograding in um, Capricorn, another mm-hmm. Earth sign, right? Another yep. sign that needs to take things slow and have patience and is also can, you know, with the Mercury retrograde through Capricorn, there's the idea around fear-based thinking and lack mentality and connecting to that, you know, that I mm-hmm. thought about. And that what you're invested in, what you're investing your time in, where you're distracted or where you've been procrastinating. I thought about that a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those things? I do. I mean, I think that Capricorn is a lot to do with setting goals and moving toward them steadily, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what came up um, for me during that time and and just in general was realizing it's good to stop and assess where you have done well over the past year, you know, especially at the end of the year. And it, it lined up with that timing of reflecting on the year, right? And I looked back and I thought, okay, there were these goals that I that I met and things that I didn't well. And of course, there's always things that I did not do well or that I feel like I missed the mark. We're always going to have those things. For me, it was about you know, taking a retrospective and seeing, okay, I can do, I can do this when I plan and when I set goals, like I can Mm -hmm. make things happen. Right. So with that in mind, I started to brainstorm ideas for the, this next year, you know, of what I was going to accomplish. And so my mind was very much there, although I kept it, you know, being, aware astrologically of the fact that I was in Mercury retrograde, I kept it like brainstormy and light and easy and not pushing myself to jump on it right now. Because I think that's the mistake um, that, you know, Capricorn energy can get very much, uh, we can get very clenched with it and be like, okay, I've got to make it happen, you know, Mm -hmm. and get too intense. (laughs) It's like, yeah, just... You know, take it step by step, be patient. You know, one thing that I had come up is 
um, I had a writing project that I completed during that window. It was a, a short, it was an essay that I've been working on for about three months and I finished it. And then I had to decide, do I want to publish it right now? Like we're going into Mercury retrograde and I decided the answer was no, just based on that astrological fact that, you know, okay, we're going into Mercury retrograde. Is this the time I want to publish this thing that's actually very, um, it's very vulnerable and private and Mm -hmm. it's very personal. And I'm not sure that I do want it published. And I'm sitting in discernment right now about whether that was a practice project you know, to get me like writing and doing something I'm proud of and working on craft. And it may very well be that that doesn't get published. And it's not about, you know, this is where I got very mercury self-reflective about it is like, is it about your fear? You know, mm-hmm. is it is it like, are you afraid to put yourself out there? It's like, no, I, you know, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. You know, look at the evidence. I do a lot of putting myself out there. I... I just have to sit with this thing for a while longer and be patient, you know, Mm -hmm. and see, give it a few weeks and see if it's really something that wants to be out in the world yet. And if not this, then trust that I will have the discipline to repeat the process. Because what I found was I, I did, like I worked on something for three months and I finished it and I like it. It's good, but it's also very you know, it's, it would take me in a certain direction in Mm -hmm. my, in my writing career. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the big awareness I had is that sometimes waiting and being patient, even though you're going to feel that pressure to, um, I guess with, with Capricorn energy, there's a pressure to accomplish or to feel like you've done something, you know, that we could get too hungry for that and then rush to do things that we shouldn't maybe do. Yeah. And I think that was a good thing to keep in mind because I did something similar where I was rebuilding my website. Re mm-hmm. I w- I made like a giant list of brainstorms. And just like you said, like ideas I was kicking around, I could do this. I could teach something on this. Like, how do I want my business to look. And I decided, you know, there's this part of me that's always like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to put it together and put it out there so that I have something out there mm. and then, you know, fix it later. Mm-hmm. And this time I just ha- really, I've done, I did a ton of reading and researching and listening and, you know, and sort of, invested some time learning about some new things and I just have left it like Mm -hmm. I don't think my website's up I'm sure it isn't if it is Mm -hmm. it's like really funky right now but (laughs) um but I've just been like there was a part of me that's like come on Katie get it done you know and then there's this other part that's like I have to make sure that it's evolving in a way that really aligns with who I am now and what I want to do next, you know, instead of just saying, oh, I can do all these things and then like having it kind of flop. There's some, I can hear the Sagittarius part of the retrograde in there too. And how with Mercury retrograde in Sag for part of that time, um, 
there could have also been the tendency to rush, you know, to do something that may have ended up not good if uh-huh. <laughs> just by, oh, come on, come on, you know, let's just do it. Like not look at the details too much and just like throw it, lob it out there. That's some like shadow Sagittarius stuff, right? Yeah. It's, yep. it's getting too loosey goosey and being a little rushed and lazy, you know, about mm-hmm. things. Um, be just wanting to say, ta-da, here I am, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, no, hold on a second. You want to be sure that it's in integrity with who you are and, and what your goals are as a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think we both like got the message of take a step back and be patient and, yep, you know, don't be afraid to let something simmer a little bit longer. Right. And there's still some funkiness right now. I mean, yeah. it's cl- it'll be cleared out by the time this podcast comes out, like most of it. But I think my friend was telling me Mars is out of bounds. And like yep. there's there's just like funky reasons why moving forward in a, in a big launch is not mm. really the greatest idea right now. Um, I'm I'm really feeling that so strongly. I have to say the first this first week of January has been so hard for me energetically. Um I've just been I felt like I had to hit the ground running, which I did. And that I'm behind, I'm already behind, you know, that kind of feeling, mm-hmm. which is classic like post Mercury retrograde stuff, right? We're still in the post shadow by the way until uh the 20th, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got really until the 20th, but until it's fully out of the shadow. I do think you're right, though, that even by this Friday, the 12th, when this comes out, that a lot of the the stuff that's cooking right now is is going to simmer down, you know, but there's always they call it um, Mercury being in its storm the first mm-hmm. few days after it stations and it's stationed direct on January 1st. And boy, did I really feel like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we're in the storm. This is not very fun. Um, it still feels like a Mercury retrograde for a few days after it stations, in my experience. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it does. And I saw somebody's, an, another post that sort of like reminded me of something too, and she was saying, it's the new year. Yeah. And this is not really go time. We're in no. the dead of winter. Yeah. It's like go time is airy season. You know, right. that's when we're really like coming out of this time of listening to what we want, how we want things to change, what we're committed to. You know, we're Aquarius and Pisces season aren't really a time for like making big shifts happen either you know no right? no no I mean it so, can you can do it you know people do it but I yeah we and I feel like I beat this drum all the time and we both have talked about it on the podcast before of you have to pay attention to the seasons and the solar cycle as well as the you know the planetary cycles that are going on and the whole thing about New Year's is just arbitrary I was yeah. talking with another friend about this it's it's a lot of pressure, you know, of January 1st, okay, everything's going to be different now. It's like, yes, you know, we can set intentions for the year. I think that's fine. But don't expect everything all at once to change. <clears throat> or that you have to jump into that 
you know, energy of, um, okay, I'm going to transform my life now. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's too much. It's too much pressure that we put on ourselves for sure. Well, I think Capricorn season is a great time to like put thought into the slow and steady, you know, slog into, (laughs) no, that's Mm -hmm. not what I mean to say, but I I feel like it's time to make commitments towards yourself and long-term goals. Right. Right. And I think that what happens is people, people wake up New Year's day and they're like, yeah, I'm going to make that change. And I'm, and they might get started. They join the gym and which is the classic one. Right. Yeah. And then we hit Aquarius season. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to do things my own fucking way, you know? And so it's like within the third week of January is when everybody sort of like putzes out. And I think it's good to look at how that works cyclically. Uh, Yeah. I feel like every year we set ourselves up for that with New Year's. And I think the last few Mercury retrogrades have been if not, they're not right on the New Year's, but like right around that yeah. time that they're either wrapping up or including the the New Year's. Uh-huh. So it, I feel like we've been talking about this, you know, a few years now of like, okay, remember people, like it's really not time to jump into New Year, New You energy, which honestly, I think it never is a good thing to do <laughs> January 1st, but it makes it even more so you know, Mercury retrograde time happening mm-hmm. at the same, at the same time. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, so if we ask that question that we love to ask, uh, what did you learn? What do you feel like you learned during this Mercury retrograde? I learned patience. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of it. I I think a big one was at the just last week, my friend sent this article out about needs versus wants. Mm-hmm. And I, th- and we all talked about appreciating what we already had and like really sitting with like, do I need this or is this something I really want? That That's something to really think about as well with both Sagittarius and Capricorn, you mm-hmm. know, like, because with Sag, you can just get so like, I want more. I, I'm seeking more. I, you know, it's just more, 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 more all yeah. the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And Capricorn is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, mm-hmm. I think I learned somewhat about how I'm operating when I'm not present in my life. Yeah. In that needs versus wants area. And also, distraction and and patience, you know, those things are, uh, were big lessons for me. Yep. I had this really cool experience happen. Mm -hmm. It's, I'll give you the short version, but I've been, I, I, on my walks, I've been practicing this meditation. And one of the things that I've been sort of like thinking of my big goal, you know, is like this year is building my business the way that I want it to look exactly. And I think I've been sort of asking for mentors to show up. Right. And I was, I was on Instagram. Right. And this post popped up of this like beautiful room or whatever. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh my God, 
this is so cool. And then I read the woman's post and I loved her writing. Like I, I read through the whole thing and she tells a story. It wasn't a space that she designed, but it was just like a story. It was great. And I was like, oh, I, I really like her vibe. And then I looked at what she did and she teaches design, right? Which mm-hmm. is something that is, it just makes my heart sing. So I look at her site and I was like, oh my God, she's got this, this kind of intensive six day class that you can take. And it teaches you about business aspect instead of like aesthetic and those things that I already feel like I have a grip on. Yeah. And And it just seemed really fun and cool. And so then I was like, where is this thing? I wanted, I want to take this class and I look it up Portland, Oregon. I'm like, what the uh, fuck? This is so, this is like a gift from the universe, right? This is exactly what I need to do. I have to go to this intensive and it's in January and it's in Portland and, you know, it's in Selwood. Like, where? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, right? And so I, I call her up. I yeah. sign up for a 15 minute, like, quick consult, you know, to find out about the school. And we get on and, I'm like, I like her, blah, blah, blah. She tells me how much the thing is. And I was like, I'll tell you, it was $5,000 for this uh-huh. six-day thing, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And I've got like two cents in my bank account right now. <laughs> and and I think part of it is sometimes taking a risk to have things pan out better in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think these are all things that I've been thinking about, you know, with this Jupiter transit. Um, and she's like, so I'll send you the payment length and, and then hopefully this will all align for you and we'll see you in January. And I called my friend and I was like, oh my God, I really want to go to this. And I think it's the right thing. And it's $5,000. And he was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) That's way too much money. That's a lot of money. And he's like. Then he's like, she's greedy. And I was like, well, I don't know about that, but it is a lot of money and it's a lot of, it's a big risk for me right now. Yeah. Um, And one that I felt like I had to act on in that moment, because it's January, you know, I was like, it's the right time, but she teaches it again in March. And so he's Uh like, just wait it out and see if maybe the money will come. Yeah. Maybe the money will come. And you can do it in March. And so right. anyway, that I feel like that <laughs> was my big like takeaway from That was a good one. From this whole thing. Yeah. I see in that like all these things lined up and it's it, it was a real test for you, Katie, because yeah. <laughs> it's like all these signs, right? Like, oh, these synchronicities, it's all coming together, you know. And because and just to give context, like you, you have friends and family here in Portland. Selwood is your favorite area of Portland, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So it was all like, okay, you know, it's going to be perfect. And but the what I instantly thought when you said it was five thousand dollars after I thought that's probably too much, no matter what she's selling. Is uh, <laughs> I mean, I. I believe she's good at whatever she does. That's just a lot of money for a short workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that you may have a lot of those skills already that you're discounting in yourself. 
And, yes. And like you need to take stock and take inventory of what you already do know. Yes. Yeah. Because I did this. Yep. I did a similar thing, which I'll I'll share with you. But yeah, I did a similar thing where I was like, I need to take this writer's workshop and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, honey, you've got like enough to work with already. I'm already taking little webinars and things that are more than enough for me right now to, to stay with what I'm doing and to develop craft and all of that. And I didn't need to even though there's this writer I really want to work with, it doesn't need to be right now. And in fact, right now probably wouldn't be the best with everything mm-hmm. else that I'm trying to do, you know? So it's it's that Sagittarius thing where it, we can get like greedy a little bit about experience. Like, I want this, I want this, I want this. Like, no, you can wait. <laughs> yeah. Just wait and see if it's meant to be. It will still be there in a few months, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's that, true. you know, there, right. there, it's both and because as we know, other times in our lives, we do need to jump on things mm-hmm. that opportunities that come up and it's like, yeah, you need to do this, but you know, when that's the right thing. Like I just heard when you told me that story, I'm like, Katie, you, you know, already a lot more than you probably give yourself credit for. So yeah, I had to think about that. That was yeah. honestly uh, where I sort of had to lay out some tracks because I was like, I've been doing like design work in different ways for years mm-hmm. and years. And mm-hmm. I just think what I might need is someone to teach me, you know, how to be better in business. Yeah. Create funnels and shit like that you know which probably wouldn't cost me five thousand dollars to do I could probably find enough information on YouTube for free you know that's correct yeah so and what you can't then there are maybe other services you need to hire not but not that like yeah that that is kind of the big shiny thing that presented itself but then you know you realize just give it just slow your roll and yeah. <laughs> Give it a few days to think that over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, my husband's going to shit if I. Yeah. <laughs> I he'd be like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, it was an interesting one. And I, and is there anything else that you wanted to add about that that happened to you? No, I mean, just that similar thing of like realizing you don't need to do everything right now. And even if an opportunity comes up, it may not be the, it may be for later is what I got for the thing that happened for me. It's like this, okay, I can put this in my cap for later. And that really what it's coming from when you feel like you need to jump on something immediately is a, is a lack mentality. It's like Mm -hmm. feeling like if I don't do this, it's never going to, work out again it's like no it, it will like it just keep it in your mind for later and maybe now is not the time and you know I, I generally try to think in that way during mercury retrograde and mercury post retrograde anyway mm-hmm. of just can this wait <laughs> it's like the yeah. big question right yeah because yeah. now is probably not the time to start it up you know yeah yeah it's a test Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's what I took away 
I don't know if you felt this way, but it was like a test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for me I was too. saying, I was saying to the universe, bring me a mentor that's affordable. Right. You know, and that wasn't affordable. No, it was not. It was like I got offered the test that reminded me some about some gifts I already had. And then I feel like somebody else is going to show up or something else is going to show up, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, one thing I wanted to mention to everybody is Dean and I are really up in our game, as you can tell, (laughs) this year. And we appreciate all you listening and um, really want to put out there that we would love it if you would like, subscribe, share our podcast. It's like we're going into year three. We feel like... It can be out there a little bit more. We, I know we have lots of people who enjoy it. And so if you feel like this is valuable information, we would just really, really appreciate yeah. that. It would yeah, help it's easy to lot. share uh, from yeah. any podcast app that you use. You can just share the episode with anybody you think might be interested. You have friends that are into astrology. Um, just share it. We would love it if you would do that. So spread the word and we will be grateful. Forever. <laughs> forever and ever <laughs> well this has been a great episode yeah I feel like once again we learned a lot and we're on track we hope- for 2024 yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> so i hope you guys are all well and we'll tune in next time talk to you next time thank you for listening bye-bye bye-bye Make sure to check out my new holistic coaching website at www.evolvewholebody.com where I offer astrology and well-being coaching sessions. I'd love to work with you, so drop me a line for a free 15-minute consultation. Are you ready to bring your passion for astrology out of your head and into reality in 2024? Begin your journey with my astrology book for beginners, Foundations of Astrology. Through clear instruction and in-depth exercises, this workbook will guide you through the process of reading a natal chart step by step. Topics included are planets, signs, and houses, the ascendant, aspects, and the nodes. The book is available on Amazon by searching Dina DiCastro. For my other offerings, including personal readings, packages, and mentorship sessions, visit my website, dinadicastro.com. If you find our content valuable, the best way to support us is to share, like, and comment wherever you listen to the podcast. This is how we get the word out, and it keeps us moving forward. Thanks for listening. Your support means the world to us.